We are all in bloom, each day growing, flourishing, changing, each moment through the mundane, the seemingly insignificant, through the heartbreaking and uplifting, motherhood shapes us. It all contributes to your story, our story. Join us as we talk all things motherhood, birth, babies, family life, faith, and more. We're just two mamas that run on coffee, live for Jesus, and are passionate about mamas living fully. This is Life Life in Bloom. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Life in Bloom podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm Faith. So, Faith, have you ever looked at another mom and wondered how are they keeping it all together? Absolutely. (laughs) You look down at your t-shirt that you just pulled out of the hamper, and it's wrinkled and hopefully clean, and you see their, like, cute tunic top and fashionable boots and wonder how do they have their life so together that they look that good at school drop-off. It's inevitable at some point in the day you are going to compare yourself to another friend, another mom, another random lady at the school drop-off line, and you will feel like the life that you are trying to desperately hold together is actually falling apart, and you're failing. You've had to ask so many people for help this week. Your mother-in-law has watched the kids twice already. You've had two mental breakdowns in the closet during tantrums. No other mother could possibly be failing as much as you right now. You should be able to be handling this on your own. Have you ever been there? Why is it that we view asking for help or relying on others, needing help, as being a failure? So let's explore this a little bit further. So for me, Faith, I feel like motherhood is just really hard some days. So what are some of the things that you struggle with most in your day-to-day life? So currently having a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a five-month-old, I think my biggest struggle is what I get triggered by the most is the constant arguing between children and having to play like that referee role, it seems like all day long. All day long. That is very hard for me and I don't, like I don't do well with the screaming, with the tantrums and all of that. So I think that is one thing that I really struggle with and what makes me some days count down till bedtime Mm -hmm. is just that feeling of like being out of control and I can't control all of my kids' actions or what they're doing or what they're saying. I think that's definitely my struggle. And then also having grace for them, even when they do mess up and you know, teaching them instead of just responding to the Mm -hmm. actions that they're doing. Yeah, we were actually just talking about how Faith and I did not have sisters, but we both have two girls. I have three, but yeah, there's there's sister dynamics that go on and Mm -hmm. it's something that I don't understand personally, but like the bickering and the fighting, it's just like, we know you guys love each other. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just be nice to each other? Yes, they're best friends, worst enemies. Yes, exactly. I, I like how you said teaching, not just responding in the moment, because I think when we are referees all day, it's easy, easy for us to just want to have that knee-jerk response, which is easy to do when you're parenting the entire day by yourself. Yes. Um, but... trying to use it as much as you can as a teaching moment. I think that takes a lot of patience and a lot of work, but I think that's a really good mindset to look at it as. 
Yes. I mean, that's definitely what I'm practicing on the daily and I don't get it right, like hardly ever. Mm -hmm. But I know that that's the area that I need to work on the most. So, And I know that my children, when they're alone, not with me and they're together, people have told me, your girls are just so sweet together and they just love each other so much and you can just tell that they're they're so close and they're so kind to each other. I'm like, who are you talking about? Who are you looking at? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What children are you talking about? But that kind of gives me some reassurance that I am not doing everything wrong and that they are getting some of those lessons that I'm trying to teach them. Yes. So for me personally, what I struggle with most is trying to make my patients last all day. So I went from working as working full time outside of the home to being a stay at home mom. And when I was working outside the home, I only had probably a total of it sounds awful now that I think about it, but probably only a total of like three hours, maybe four with my kids every day, like between, you know, an hour in the morning, then a couple hours at night before bedtime. I didn't have a lot of time with them. And so my patience level was pretty decent because I had been having adult time and me time all day. I didn't have kids climbing all over me all day or like licking my face or like doing (laughs) crazy things all day. Um, And so when I would get home and put them to bed, my patience level, like there were some nights that I didn't have a lot of patience, but I feel like switching to being a stay at home mom and having to have patience literally the entire day especially when they stop napping. That's rough. (laughs) And not having that two-hour break, like trying to make it last all day is super hard for me. I have started trying to tell my girls, like, mommy needs some space. Like, I need to either go in my room, I need to not have anyone climbing all over me for just like five minutes so that I can have some space to myself. And I think that, you know, they don't always like when I say that to them because they're like, why don't you want to be by us? But I think it also teaches them that it's okay to tell people that you need a little space because yeah. it's better than mommy, you know, losing her temper or getting upset. Right. Mommy just needs like five minutes. That's a really good lesson to teach them. Mm-hmm. I think it's, that's something that they can apply when they're mothers and then also just life in general. Like you're going to need space or a break just to From kind of... From people and... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Another thing that I find hard is staying motivated the entire day. Um, When I first started staying home with the kids, I thought I would have all of this extra free time and I would get all of these things done and my house would be spotless all the the time. But it turns out that's not how it is. (laughs) That's not how it is. And um, it's easy just to sit on the couch and put screen time on or just sit on the couch and watch them play or color with them. I find it hard to, to stay motivated to make sure that I'm getting things done in a day. But I've also tried to, instead of having a to-do list for the whole day, I've tried to pick one thing that I want to get done for that day. And if I get that one thing done plus more, then that's awesome. That is cool. But if I only get that one thing done, then that's okay. Like my to-do list isn't 10 pages long anymore right because it could be but it's not I think another thing that I struggle with being home with the kids and in motherhood in our day-to-day life is 
I get really like the mess that kids create really gets to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something in like my mental capacity, but when I look at a messy space, it really makes me unproductive. It mm-hmm. makes me feel anxious. It mm-hmm. makes me feel overwhelmed. So I have had to learn as a mom to be okay in the moments where things are a mess and also like bring my kids in on it to help clean it up and why we do that together because I I just think that like the space that we're in with our children it does need to be the way that we you know function best in so I've had to let go of a little bit of my like overbearing tendency with things being a certain mm-hmm. way because they are kids but also just teaching them this is the way that mommy likes to do things and yeah no I think that's I think it's definitely a personality thing. Mm-hmm. For me, mess is a huge trigger. Yeah. Clutter is a huge trigger for me. You probably wouldn't know that like if you walked into my house because my Same. house is a mess. Same. But it it's it's very hard for me, especially like when I only had Natalie, I still had a very neat and tidy house because I would look at it if I if I walk into a messy room, especially my kitchen, if my kitchen is a mess, all of a sudden I'm in this space where I feel like everything's out of control. Yes. Um and then, but then there's other people who are fine with it, like fine with it all the time, and that's awesome. But finding that balance of you don't want to be just constantly worried and anxious about right. a messy space because you're then you'd always be anxious and messy because kids are kids. Oh. <laughs> but um, I've I found that trying to keep one space in my house clean yes so whether that's my room or the kitchen but just like one space that I can go when I am looking at the general mess of the house I can go into that one clean house and feel some peace that makes me feel better um and then also I just said it to my kids this weekend I said if everybody cleaned up after themselves just yourself as a individual then mommy wouldn't have to clean up after everybody else in this house and Natalie's like okay mom and rolled her eyes at me and I'm like girl you remember this someday when you're a mommy and you're gonna have to be cleaning up everybody else's trash and stuff and you're gonna be feeling the same way so don't she's gonna call you when she's a mommy and be like mom my kids are crazy (laughs) they're so messy yeah they don't clean up after themselves and then I can say remember when I told you to just please clean up after yourself and you rolled your eyes at me but yes she I think she did actually get what I was trying to say to her because she like paused for a minute so I was like, when you're a mom, Natalie, you're not going to want to clean up everybody else's stuff. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Because she started thinking <laughs> about when she has to clean up after her sister. She is not something she enjoys. So, yeah. So when it comes to asking for help during the week, during your day, what do you find most challenging about asking for help? I am so bad. At asking for help, like notoriously bad for it. Um, I think for me, what I find most challenging about asking for help is, I mean, I think it really boils down to a pride issue for me. I just feel like I should be able to do it all on my own. And when I ask for help, that somehow means that I'm weak or not capable enough. And for me, that's just something that I don't want to feel. So... 
I will go as long as I can sometimes to the point of breaking down before I ask for help if I can like manage to do that just because I just I don't want to feel like I can't do it on my own and I think that's I mean it seems really silly but I think I let the perception of like the way the world views stay-at-home moms as something that is not as big of a role as it actually is Mm -hmm. I think people look in on like the job of a stay-at-home mom and they think well she's not clocking in she's not clocking out like she gets to stay in her own home in her own clothes do her own thing all day long Mm -hmm. and while that yes partially is the truth the the truth is stay-at-home moms don't clock in and out because they work all day sometimes all night when you have babies Mm -hmm. and they work 365 days a year so there really is no space for them to have a break unless they ask for it so I think for me I just struggle with the perception Mm -hmm. and the way that people might judge me if I ask do you feel like you had that feeling before you even had children like asking for help um, like if you applied it to not, if you applied it to asking for help, but not to do with your kids, do you feel like that's something you've always struggled with? I guess I probably did because I, I mean, even like in school and college, all of that, like I wanted to be able to figure things out on my own. And I don't think that's, there's anything wrong with that. But I think when we take it to the point of like, us having a breakdown or thinking that we can like do everything on our own I think that's not a good thing and that is something I struggle with Mm -hmm. and I guess I do now that you ask see in other areas of my life not just motherhood but even friendships sometimes and yeah I agree with you I think for me like asking for help it's for some reason makes it seem like I'm not capable of doing it on my own. And, you know, you look at other people who seem to be doing it all on their own and you're like, well, why can't I do it on my own? And that applies to parenthood. It applies to even being a wife. You see these really happy couples and the family has multiple children, but the wife still seems to be, like, crushing it. Mm -hmm. Just this amazing wife. And I'm like, well, why can't I do it then? I almost wonder if the age of social media has made us all feel like women are doing more on their own you know like you scroll through somebody's feed and you see them doing all these things like they're running a business and they look beautiful and they have a husband and they have several children and it seems like they're they are the ones that are doing it all on their own but what we can't see is how many people are standing behind her helping her and supporting her and sometimes I think we get lost in that too and why maybe some of us think that we can't ask for help mm-hmm. when we're looking at that girl next to us who it it we perceive that she is doing it on her own but nine times out of ten she's not there's like a whole group of people supporting her mm-hmm. and then also just if we think about the way society used to be like back in the day nobody did anything alone it really was a village a community of people going through life together Mm -hmm. and we've gotten so far away from that and then it leads us to this feeling of we can't ask for help we are all like these little islands Mm -hmm. and we feel like we have to do 
everything by ourselves. <laughs> so for me, the things that I find the most challenging about asking for help are the same things that you said, but also I feel like sometimes I don't, people think I'm taking, I don't want people to think that I'm taking advantage of them. I'm, I'm a little bit limited on family who I can ask. My mom passed away, so I don't have my mom to ask for any, for help anymore. And you know, your mom's always like a go-to, but I don't have her anymore. My mother-in-law lives, you know, two and a half hours away. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, I have a select few people who are always willing to help me, but at what point is it you're taking advantage of them? And I don't, I never want someone to feel like, oh, Leah's asking us to watch Annabelle again or the kids again. And I I know nobody feels like that, but I never would want that burden to be on somebody else. That just is my biggest fear. Yeah. I can, I can feel that because I have my in-laws literally a couple blocks away. And I think when we moved into this house and it was so close to them, I was really scared because I was like, well, that's really convenient. Like they, they, I know that they will help whenever, however, mm -hmm. but I'm the same way. Like I don't want to take advantage of their help or their proximity mm -hmm. or, you know, what they want to do just because, you know, they're close and it's convenient for me. So I think that's like a fear of mine as well mm -hmm. with, with them in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also this is something that I had to get kind of work through with Jamie is when I was in my previous marriage, I worked full time. Now that Jamie and I are together and we have Annabelle, um, I was able to stay home with the kids. So I felt this responsibility like, okay, I am a stay at home mom now. So I should be able to, this is something that I should be thriving in. This is something that I should be doing. And this is something that I should be enjoying because it's a blessing to be at home with your beautiful children all day. <laughs> but sometimes I <laughs> sometimes I really struggle with that, mm -hmm. and it was so hard for me to to be honest with him and be like, today actually sucked, and I didn't like it at all. He can sometimes read my mind, and it's really scary. But he would come home and he would know that I had a horrible day, but I wasn't telling him. I was like, yeah, it was great. It was it was awesome, even though you know I had like three temper tantrums and whatever just a horrible day and for some reason because I had this perception that I needed to love being a stay-at-home mom and I could do it and didn't need his help or anybody else's help that I wasn't being honest with how I was feeling and that was foolish because here's my husband who would be more than willing to help me or find help for me or say hey why don't you find a sitter for one day a week which is what he actually advised me to do because he he could see that I was struggling and he could also see that I was struggling struggling to be honest with him and be honest with myself about not always enjoying being home with my kids. And so that was something that I had to work through with him, admitting that there are days where I just need like a mental health break. Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. It is okay. It is okay. But for some reason, we tell ourselves that it's not okay. Right. And I almost think it's it's actually more not okay that we don't do this yes. as moms. And I'm preaching this to myself because I am probably the worst example of it. But it is okay to need a break from your job as a stay-at-home mom or a mom in general. Mm -hmm. A working mom, it doesn't matter what kind. 
but we do need breaks from our kids. It is healthy. And we need to be able to have time to like invest and pour into things that our soul needs, mm-hmm. whether that's more in time with Jesus or just time to read a book in silence or work on a passion project or have a creative outlet. It's really important for moms to be taking that time so that you can actually be a better mom to your children. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I feel like if I look back on my childhood, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, too. She had three kids. Mm -hmm. I don't remember her really seeming stressed out about being home all day with the three crazy children that she had. Like, I don't remember people coming over to, you know, I remember having babysitters every now and then, but I don't remember her saying likely I need to take like a mental health day because you're driving me crazy (laughs) she just appeared you know we had snacks when we got home from school like homemade cookies she had this full gourmet dinner on the table every night that we would all eat together as a family like she just appeared to be slaying the mom game Mm -hmm. all the time and I didn't ever hear her really complain about it and I guess that's a testament to her because maybe she wasn't struggling but I feel like she probably was at some point yeah um but I feel like when I first had Natalie my firstborn I was like okay so this is the kind of mom I have to be I have to be this put together can get everything done mom um able able to handle it all and then also being a perfect wife and also being an employee because I was working full-time as well um and it didn't take long for me to realize that that was a very dangerous mindset to be in because we can't do it all on our own. We have to be able to ask for help and be vulnerable. Um, and my, I started to measure my successes on what other people thought of me as a mom. And that's, you know, where it got very dangerous because I wasn't looking to God to validate who I am. I was looking to what society thought I was doing or what my husband was saying about what kind of mom I was or how my child was behaving. Right. That was what was measuring my successes. Um, so after she was born, you know, I had some some undiagnosed postpartum depression and anxiety. I had some PTSD from when she had to stay in the NICU and I was, like, I was drowning. Like I was having... I remember one time I was driving um, home from, no, I was driving to work. And I don't know if you know this term, but I had a very vivid intrusive thought, which is a Mm. thought that just pops into your head. And I was convinced that Natalie was going to choke that day while I was at work and that she was gonna die. Like it was just as clear and vivid and scary as it could possibly be. And I had to call my husband at that time and say, does your mom know how to do CPR? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, Natalie is going to choke today. And she has, like, just completely out of control. Like, that's just an example of how out of control my mind was. Um, And in my my strong desire not to fail, I actually was, I was failing. I was failing. I was drowning. Um, By trying to appear strong and capable, I actually was just growing weaker emotionally and spiritually as well. So that's kind of my experience of how that mindset that we can do it all on our own, how it can be really detrimental to ourselves and to our families as well. That's, yeah, thank you for sharing that Mm -hmm. story because I think a lot of moms can completely relate to that. 
um, especially after having a baby and struggling with something like postpartum, depression and anxiety, there are things that are very much out of our control. And the less people we let in to our lives and, and the less people we let in to help us, the more that we are going to struggle internally and externally as well. So I think it is so important to remember that none of us were meant to do everything on our own. Mm -hmm. We just weren't designed that way. And I really loved what you said, Leah, about um, how you realize that you are looking to other people and the way society views moms or women to validate how you felt as a mom instead Mm -hmm. of looking to God for that validation because I know that I do the same thing. A lot of times I feel like I have this little checklist. If I do all of these things, then I'm a good mom. Mm -hmm. But really, that's not true because me getting through a list doesn't doesn't define my worth as Mm -hmm. a mother. Um, How dependent I am on God to fill in those gaps that I have when I'm mothering my children is what you know, that God gives me my worth. So I think that was a really powerful thought. Thank you. So I'm trying to think of ways that we can help other mamas feel like it's okay to ask for help. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think normalizing asking for help by being one that does it Mm -hmm. and not being apologetic for it is one way to make other moms feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with doing it or even I think coming alongside another mom and being the person that provides the help for her because if you are a safe person for her you guys are already friends and you're offering your help she's more likely to take that help from you than she is to you know hire a babysitter or maybe ask her in-laws if that feels a little awkward to her um so I think if we're doing it for each other, yeah. then why would we say no? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, too, is asking for help yourself and admitting your own struggles to other to other moms, to other friends, so that they feel like you're a safe space to do the same thing. Yeah. I think God created us to be exactly who we are, if that makes... That seems like a redundant statement, but I feel... You know, I look at myself and I see all these flaws and sometimes think like, God, why did you make me the way that I am? But the truth is he made me exactly who I was supposed to be so that I could rely on him and that I could rely on community and friends. Um, So everything, everything for me always usually boils down to what can I be teaching my daughters? Because they're gonna be hopefully be mom someday. And so when I'm looking at something in my life that I need to work on, I look at it in a way of how can I be modeling or teaching or showing my daughters this. So today let's be teaching our kids, especially our daughters, that it truly does take a village, that asking for help isn't a sign of weakness, that it takes strength to open the door and let others come in alongside you and help, that our successes can't be measured in what other people think, but be measured in who God says we are. So today, think about your struggles and think about how you could ask someone to come alongside you. As always, if you are struggling, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to come alongside you, pray and support you with whatever you need. We're so glad that you joined us today. 
Okay, mamas, thank you for spending a little bit of your time with us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to be notified every time we make a new upload. We want to spark a little joy in your earbuds and in your carpool line. Also, if you're looking for more ways to connect with Life and Bloom Co., you can find us on Instagram at the Life and Bloom Co. and also on Facebook at the same name. Until next time.